Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, except that my computer just completely crashed. So I'm trying to turn it oh. back on. <laughs> this is I know, I know not convenient. Well, <laughs> it, it's been kind of acting crazy um, the last month, uh, to be honest, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So we finally uh-huh. ordered um, a new laptop, which is supposed to be here tomorrow, but that doesn't really help me uh-huh. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I say? After tomorrow, it'll all be good. But yeah, it's really life. weird. It's like any time I open too many things at once, it, I guess it uh-huh. gets really confused. And yeah, oh. hold on. I can do most of our call from memory if I need to. I just let me turn this back on. And no, really, I, I just need to turn it back on and off. Hold on, just a sec. I need to find my okay, cell get, phone. I- we're talking on my cell phone. There it is. I have my headset hooked up, but we're talking on my cell phone, and I don't want to walk around. And, oh, you know, how, if you walk too far away from your headset, you lose reception. But yeah, that's true. Oh, you should feel how hot my computer is. This is crazy. Oh no, yeah, that's not good. On. Well, my laptop's supposed to be here before noon tomorrow, so hopefully, oh, that's good. It'll yeah, last until yeah. then. Okay. Okay, it's done. Let me grab paper. I'll just handwrite notes and type them later since I can't get in. <laughs> okay, give me a brief update. I know you have a lot going on and you're preparing to move and all that, right? So what yep. have you been able to accomplish since the last call? Um, well, as far as um, uh, the book launch, um, I have emails out to and physical books out mm-hmm. to um, – the top influencers. So okay. um, I, ha- I only heard back so far from one person. Um, okay. It was a no. Um, okay. But that's the only person I've heard back from at this point. Um, so, you know, wait and see. Uh, I guess I could do some follow-ups. And how long would you give it, like, to do follow-up calls from when I sent the original emails? Um, I would usually wait at least a week. And also, it depends on oh, when yeah. you sent them. Did you send them last okay. week? Um. Yeah, the the books went out last week, and the call and the emails went out like Friday the week before. So I was thinking with the holiday in there, people taking yeah. off and things. I would give them um, probably till the end of this week before checking okay. back because a lot of people take right. that week off or traveling yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then uh, and um, go ahead. Oh well, I should say um, the other things that you had given me to do was work on my automation. I did. I did, and I already had some automation set up, so I just kind of retweaked one, two, and three. Um, okay. I changed four. I changed my fourth one, but I don't like it, so I've been writing. I've been writing it out on paper and trying. To, I don't know. There's just something. I don't know. I just I did it and I read it and I'm like, well, it'll work, but it's really not. I need to work on it. Um, and then I okay. did want to add some more. I had originally had six, um, uh-huh. but based on kind of what you were saying, I want to redo them a little bit. Um, okay. You know, and, and revamp them. Um, okay. So, so I did that. Um, well, what's and, the obstacle? What's the obstacle on number four? Like, what is that one about? I don't know. It's about the book. It's talking, like introducing the book. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't like the way it flows. There's just I don't know. I I read it, and um, one of the girls in my mastermind group was like, "I think it sounds good. You know, I think you're overthinking yeah. it." Um, so I don't know. So I've kind of let it. I've kind of let it sit. I just haven't okay. done anything, and then I want to reread it again. You know, I've kind of, I, I figured, you know, okay, we had the holiday break, and I haven't thought about it in a couple of days, and, you know, sure. I'll I'll look at it maybe the end of this week, and maybe I will leave it the way it is. Um, okay. Because I did get always, some outside feedback. Yeah, and you can always send it to me. I mean, I can go ahead okay. and, you know, make suggestions. Okay. What I usually do okay. is I put, it, I put it in the Google Drive and just make suggestions yeah. okay. in the comments, okay. and then you you can, you know, 
accept yeah. them or okay. adjust it or whatever. But whenever sure. you're stuck like that, just send it to me and I'll, you know, give okay. your input on it. All right. And so were you going to do two more after that then? Was yeah. That you were saying? Yeah, I thought about doing six. And then I, I, is that something that I can – so I guess my my disconnect with doing the automated email is mm-hmm. – so the automated email, if you're a brand-new sign-up, you're mm-hmm. going to get those email, at, you know, whatever the trigger is for them to go out. You're right. going to get them. But right. then I don't send my RSS out anymore. Well, I shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could send my RSS out, but I stopped because I started doing automated emails, and then I started doing just personal, like two to three times a week, actually typing an email and making it mm-hmm. more personable. Sure. Uh, do you think that it is beneficial to have an opt-in for my RSS as well as so they're going to sign up for the automation. Like that would be the first. As soon as they sign up, they're in the automation list. Do you think it would be beneficial then to have these people in my RSS or just have, since when I have a subscriber sign up, I have them tick off what they're interested in, whether it's biblical sexuality, homemaking, finances? Yeah. The, the Should problem, I tailor it more to what they want? Yeah, the problem with, with, this isn't really a problem. I guess the obstacle for you is that you have so many different topics yeah. that having everybody that subscribes to the RSS might actually mm-hmm. result in a lot of unsubscribes if there's content they're right. not interested in. And right. so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I'm trying to think through, like the RSS feeds automatically from the blog no matter what you post, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that if you're having an email to them that says, tell me what you're interested in, and they can select, you know, like a link or a tag that yeah. kind of sends them into an automation, then in the automation itself, you could add like links to the latest blog post for that week that had yeah. to do with that topic. Okay. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what I've been doing now when I send out my weekly, like when I just send out the ones I'm sending out on a regular basis each week. Mm-hmm. If I have a new post or if I don't have a necessarily a new post, I'll say these were popular this week on the blog. Exactly. And put a link to them. Yeah, and I would do so I would do that right. just to make sure your people okay. are getting the content they want, not and not everything yeah. else, because you want to retain okay. them. You know. Well, right, right. Yeah, I don't want to just sign up and then have them be offended because I'm talking about something they don't care about, or I mean, sure. sex is a touchy subject. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. But like I said, as you're working through them, just send them to me. You know, if you get stuck okay. and need me to give input, and I'll do that. I usually do that within 24 business hours. Okay. So, All right. I try to do it the same day, but it just depends on what time I get it. Yeah. Yeah, so. okay. okay. So you sent out the email invites. You mailed physical books. I think that's what you said. And you're working on automation. What else has been going on? I, before my computer crashed, I had logged into the spreadsheet, and I think you had like 16 people on there, I think. Is that right? For the... Um, um, You mean for the top influencers or for mm-hmm. P, um, the top? The top. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. I ha- I and took then... one person off, um, okay. and then there were a couple that I can't find contact information for. So I've got to keep. I've got to try. Okay. Um, and of course, Shannon. I don't. I, I never finished that. I did send to Shannon. If you saw, it doesn't say that I mail or I. I sent to her, but I did. Um, okay. And then, how many do you have on the peer influencers? That's actually what my computer got stuck on when I was trying to open that tab. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Did not so want me to see that information. Oh, peer influencers is 16. Okay. As well. Yeah, I have 16 peer influencers. Um, okay. Some are bloggers, you... some are not. Okay. And you were, were you aiming for 30? Is that right for the team? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I probably sent to 60. Okay. And, and I did both, you know, in the groups, and then I messaged people privately. I followed okay. up with people. Um, some people asked me about the book, and so I sent them just a sample chapter, um, mm-hmm. which I know one gal I, I probably messed up. I, I sent the first chapter of the book, which, mm-hmm. quite honestly, is probably not the catchiest chapter of the book. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but it's mm-hmm. just, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I sent a couple other people 
um, a different chapter of the book. So okay. we'll see how that pans out. But I think that I think Amber, I, I think I might have lost her because I start out talking about purity and modesty and what it's not, not from like, oh, you've got to be modest, you know, but I, but I talk about it more from that perspective of what it is and what it's not. And mm-hmm. that's probably not quite up her alley. I should have sent her a different um, chapter, but, you know, live and learn. So It's okay. Well, I mean, I have on my list down the road to send out an invite, you know, to my email list. So we'll probably pick up some people there. And okay. I was just, I couldn't get it to open to tell me how many yeah. people you actually had on it. So that's fine. And okay, I did anything? create a separate spreadsheet, or not a spreadsheet, but I did create a separate form for the um, people that I emailed on the top influencers. But okay. again, I tried to save it in Google. I tried to save it in our folder. I tried to create it from our folder like I did the other form. Mm-hmm. And it automatically wants to save it to my Google Drive, and it will not let me share it back into our shared folder. So just know that I have that, can and you, if they you know, reply with their address, and I will copy that information over into the one that you and I can both see. Well, so. you might need to just, um, instead of trying to put it in our shared uh-huh. folder, you might mm-hmm. need to just share it with me. Does that make sense? Share it like, with you. Okay. Yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. And then once you okay. do that, I should be able to put it in the shared drive. If, I don't know why you okay. can do that. That's weird. Usually if we're both. And the other one works seamlessly. The other, the first one I did, it works right away, and it shows up in there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, sometimes yeah. I like Google, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I do not have time to figure out why this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, my husband, my husband, weirdly, was showing up as an owner on one of my project plans. And we were like, why oh. are you? It had made no. I, I, it made no sense, and so we had to yeah. go, like literally cut and paste the entire thing into a brand new document and delete the first one because I mean, See, you know, that was, it was yeah. weird. So sometimes it's yeah. just strange. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to update me on in regards to the homework from last week? What's that? Anything else you want to update me on in regards oh. to the homework from the last call? To the homework. Um, I don't think. So. So I think that is everything that okay. I've taken care of. Oh, and I did. I don't know if this was last week's homework or, or I mean, last time's homework or the time before, but um, my Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, I have been posting to that more regularly using Hootsuite. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, coming up here the new month, I'm gonna, I've added that into my schedule, which I'm behind. I usually have that done by this time of the month. But um, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to just post more regularly on my page and I thought about I, I used to participate in a lot of those um, like it's comment okay. share things, mm-hmm. you know, like the groups where you can you know like five, post one and like five more. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done them in a long time because I just felt like they take up so much of my time to do just to mm-hmm. get a couple comments. Um, but I thought I might and, and and ask you what you think about that. I thought I might do it again, maybe just for a week or two. To increase my to increase the engagement, therefore increasing the number of people that are seeing things. Yeah. Um, since I haven't posted in so long. If you have the time and the bandwidth to do that a few minutes each day, that's perfectly fine for that purpose. Okay. Um, yeah. The thing with those groups, you know, is is honestly and well, the main purpose of it is to increase reach. You don't yeah. always get get people who are actually like long-term interested you know what I mean right so Mm -hmm. you know as long as you're approaching it with with the mentality that you know the goal is to try to increase I said two words at once the goal is to try to increase the reach is what I was trying to say and you know utilizing those people then that's fine Mm -hmm. okay Okay. yeah I know it's not going to gain me much as far as subscribers and all that but I was just thinking if I could get some, you know, it, it, because if they interact and comment and, like, maybe some of my regular followers will start seeing it to because I'm not getting, nobody's seeing anything. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I'll try that. And then I do have, um, uh, a, I'm a contributor for the Humboldt Homemaker, so I write for her once a quarter. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking, she just sent an email. We haven't, she hasn't done any contributors to post the third quarter because she's revamping her site. So she just sent an email out this morning letting us know what's going on for the first quarter of the year. And I thought mm-hmm. there are several bloggers there that 
I don't know them well. I'll, I'll say personally, for lack of a better word, but I have a contact with them in through that group, and so I, I thought I could reach out to them and ask mm-hmm. them if, if they are interested in, in partnering for the launch, um, or do yeah. you know even just doing like a blog hop or you know the blog tour thing, and, and um, so we'll see if I can get. I know a couple of them write about some more family related matters. There's a couple of them that are strictly like real food and natural homemaking. Yeah. Well, and remember, too, you know, you can reach out to them um, and ask them, you know, maybe to write on a particular topic from your book, maybe mm-hmm. a specific chapter, without mm-hmm. it being asking them to write about the entire book, right? Because the entire That's book me. may not be applicable to the audience, but maybe yeah. one or two of the chapters is more fitting mm-hmm. for their audience, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that's so, true. So when you kind of reach out, and this is kind of what you were saying earlier with a gal where you sent her the first chapter and you didn't, you know, necessarily think it was the right one. You know, mm-hmm. if you are going to send chapters out to people um, or invite them to, to guest post or have you guest post, just make sure you highlight to them in the email. Like these, these mm-hmm. are the chapters I think could really benefit your audience, you know, perhaps mm-hmm. writing on in like a bullet point list of topics, mm-hmm. right? It's really just okay. making it easier. Because yeah. here's the thing, people... I mean, for the most part, people don't want to have to read a whole book in order to figure out what to write about on behalf yeah. on your behalf, right? Mm-hmm. So if you just mm-hmm. give them a few options um, in the message itself as it relates yeah. to their audience, then it might be a little bit easier to get some of those yeses. And that's actually mm-hmm. part of what we were we were going to talk today about anyway. So that's okay. actually a good um, segue. <laughs> if you don't have any other questions. No, no, good? I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. I'm still trying to get my – just a second. I'm trying to get my notes to open. Is everything else I can do later? Um, okay, so I'll kind of forewarn you that content um, often fills, like, the longest piece of this process next to the influencer piece, Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, and it really has to do with the fact that um, – hold on. My computer almost opened it. Okay. It really has to do with the fact that, you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, what is it that I – what is it that I need to share about my book, right, mm-hmm. in order to draw readers to me through whatever platforms you have. So whether that's your website or social media or your email list or these potential – guest post opportunities, or even things like, um, you know, when we work on sending pitches to podcasts, for example, like mm-hmm. the content that you um, create during this, this time period um, is really going to help you have a solid plan to where you can reuse that content over and over, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I won't go into too much detail about this, but really what we're trying to do is create compelling con- content, right? And, you know, when I think about um, a reader's journey with your book, the first thing that most people notice when they walk into a bookstore is they're going to be drawn um, to the title or book cover, right? And that's why titles and book covers are so important, <laughs> you know, that it clearly articulates what the book is about um, and it catches your reader's eye. Um, and then sometimes people are referred, you know, to a book by a friend, um, so they may just go purchase it based on a friend's recommendation, or they can find out about it, you know, through book clubs or study groups, mm-hmm. you know, women's ministry, social media, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what our goal is going to be is to figure out, you know, what about your book um, would be able to compel people to actually purchase and read the book. And ultimately, mm-hmm. anytime you're creating your content, you know, there's two goals you have. Um, the first thing is like compel to me, like the whole, the word compel. I mean, there's official definitions, but to me it has always meant, you know, drawing someone's attention and kind of activating them to do something. That's kind of how I think of compel. Mm -hmm. But you have to remember that like from your reader's perspective, all they're thinking about Mm -hmm. is what's in it for me right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay. they could think you're an amazing author. They can think your work is great, but ultimately if they're going to make a purchase of a book that you have, they're wanting to know fairly quickly, what does this book have that's for me specifically? 
So all the mm-hmm. content that you're creating is going to need to really address that question. Um, mm-hmm. So what we're going to kind of walk through is your goal is going to be to identify why readers should buy your book, um, kind of by understanding their pain, their motivation, their thought processes, and then you're going to craft your content around that. Okay. okay. One of the one of the common um, I, I don't I hesitate to say a mistake because any promotion of a book that an author is willing to do and take the time to do and have the courage to do is worthy. But from a marketing perspective, um, you know, just kind of saying, oh, I have this book out and it's available is really not compelling. It's more informational. Does that make sense? Yeah, and so yeah. a, a lot of authors will just kind of put the information out there for a variety of reasons. Like uh, they don't want to be spammy. They don't want to be pushy. They don't really want to be salesy, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But really yeah. – yeah. It's, it's kind of reorienting the mindset to, to focus on the fact that, you know, God gave you a message for a reason. I'm sure we've talked about this before. Um, and your job is, is to take that message and that experience and the calling he's placed on you and just find the people who need it, right? And so when you put information out there about your book, you're really just trying to provide them value, you know, and life change and transformation through the experiences you've had, Right. So having said that, um, ultimately your readers are going to be looking for your work to answer um, a felt need or an express need. Have you ever heard, like, definitions of that? I have. but you know the difference? Yes. Yeah, okay. A while. Yeah. No, so, I don't remember. I'm sure I do, but I don't remember. It's okay. The, easy, the way I usually describe it is a, a felt need could be something like um, – I'm sorry, I'm doing it backwards. Express need is first. (laughs) So the express need is, you know, I would say, okay, I've gone to the doctor last week and they told me I need to lose, I don't know, 30 pounds. So an express need would be me literally saying, I need to lose weight this week, right? Um, Because my doctor said so. A felt need is actually more the motivation behind that, okay? So, a lot of people will market to an express need, but what you're really needing to market to is the felt need, okay? So if you were to come to me and say, Lindsay, I have this book that will help you lose 30 pounds in whatever many days, I don't know that that would necessarily activate me to do anything or make me feel anything other than overwhelmed, right? But if you right. came to me and said, Lindsay, I have this book um, you know, that tells my own journey um, in this matter and the highs and the lows and the successes and the failures, and it really changed my life to the fact where I have more peace with food. And I understand mm-hmm. you know, how my body works and how it's made. And I really ultimately am focused on losing weight, not to be skinny in a size three, but to, to make sure that I'm honoring my body and, and being alive long enough <laughs> to hang out with my kids. So, so that's the difference. You know, the marketing that I teach is, is, is kind of helping you all understand People will always say, I need X, but what you have to market to is the motivation behind it, you know? What they need. They say what they need is a why kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And so, like, like your book in particular, you know, just saying it's a book about X, Y, or Z, Mm -hmm. that is needed. Remember, you do have to have that information on your website and and, in your social media. And even some of your emails can be very informational about your book. But ultimately, the bulk of your marketing is going to be focused around identifying kind of the reader's obstacles in those areas and showing them how the book can help them find solutions to it. Okay. Um, Again, I don't have my notes to show you, but I have an image that that honestly I've had in my files for years, and I'm pretty sure one of my counselors gave it to me like 10 years ago. But what uh-huh. it, what it what it is is it's a picture of an iceberg, and you know how like I don't know if you know the story of the Titanic, but basically the Titanic saw like kind of the tip of the iceberg, but but they didn't understand what was underneath the water, right? So where they actually hit was well underneath, and that's how you know they sunk and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so one of the um, the images that I often talk about is how that, that's how our minds usually operate, right? 
So at the, at the top of the, like over the water, the tip of the iceberg is usually what we can see, like in our lives or in our readers' lives, their actions. And then there's like the water line, you know, um, which is usually kind of the things that people use to control things around them. But when you get deeper, you start seeing things like what are the emotions and the motivations and the heart and the beliefs that that person has that's resulting in the actions that people can see, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, where you're trying to market to is what's under the water. You know, does this person believe lies about themselves or lies about God or lies about Mm -hmm. sex, right? Where did those lies come from and how does your book help solve that? Um, You know, what emotions are they experiencing because of that? that doesn't ground them in peace and the benefit and joy, et cetera. Um, you know, and then how are they letting that um, out? What's the word I'm trying to say? How are they letting all that affect their perspective, you know, on life? Mm-hmm. And so, again, going through your, your work and, and figuring out how you can address those is going to make the, the content more compelling to readers. Okay. Because ultimately, you know, learning to understand the heart of your reader in order to compel them, um, not just to buy your book, but you want them to gain the most of the material, right? You want life mm-hmm, change right. for them. Um, right. And you really want lifelong advocates of your work, right? So you don't want them to just be casual readers or consumers. You want them to really resonate deeply with the work, and this is basically how you do it, okay? okay. Yeah. So normally um, when we're first working on content, um, th- there's kind of a couple of steps, and again, I'll send this to you later when I can – get my computer to work. Um, your, your book in particular, like what I usually have my clients do is, is identify kind of what their content is at a high level. And the four mm-hmm. usual categories are transitional, like you're taking a person from one place to another. Um, that could be like a career change, you know, going from single to married, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another category is overcoming or journeying through difficult circumstances, right? Um, another category is educational or how-to, and another category is spiritual growth and development. And sometimes you can ha- have a cross of that, mm-hmm. right? But you need to understand kind of how the book is structured in order to fit it into what category, right? So out of those four, what do you think your book falls under? Um. I would say either the transitional or overcoming and journeying through. Okay. And it can't, like I said, it can be both, right? So just kind of understanding overall that all of your content needs to show your readers how to transition from A to B and what the journey is like in between. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And then the the second thing is um, making a list of, what you think the felt needs and expressed needs of your readers are, kind of based on that information. Um, so, you know, what questions, and we've talked a little bit about this, but what questions your readers currently ask around the topic of your book, you know, what prayer requests you get sent or inqui- inquiries do you yeah. get, you know, about your material. You can survey your readers. That's kind of time-consuming and not always very effective <laughs> depending on people's response especially but if you do an anonymous survey um, about this you might get a little bit better response or you might already have ideas you know as to what this might be but again you start with categorizing the content and then you move into okay what are the the felt needs and expressed needs in my reader okay um once you have that then you would work on defining what needs to be in your content for the book um, and the way I usually describe this is as bookends, right? Like if you look at a book in general, there's usually a starting story and there's usually an end story where the beginning is kind of a, this is why you need this book. This is where we're starting. And then you've got the journey throughout the book and then you have the result that you want to guide your reader to. And that's exactly what we're doing you know, with the content plan for the book release itself. Okay. So after you've identified kind of the, and like the felt needs and expressed needs, it could literally be like two or three things. Does that make sense? Okay. Like it doesn't have to be a list of 50. Just, okay. you know, yeah. Like, well, of, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my goodness, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I can help you a little bit with that too. So don't like, don't let the thought make you get stuck. Just kind of mm-hmm. put down what you're thinking. Um, and then of course, send it to me and I'll edit or make suggestions and that kind of thing. Okay. So once you have that figured out, um, what I normally have you do is, is break your book apart. Like obviously your book is broken up into chapters right mm-hmm. um but realistically I, and i can't remember how many chapters in your book because i can't pull it up but how many are in there do you remember oh, no but i can tell you okay okay so let's say yeah i don't know 15 20 something you know typical you know, book which is fine and um, you know writing content for every single chapter would be kind of exhausting for you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um, yeah so so what I usually have you do is take a look at your table of contents and figure out if you, and, and, and again, this is why I have you do the, um, the, the felt and express needs first. Like are there four, at, at least four topics that you could kind of, kind of bundle chapters under? Does that make sense? Um, like yeah. four themes of the book perhaps. Because if you can break it down into these four subcategories, then, then what you're doing is you're writing, you know, a blog post on each theme, you know, four themes that could include talking points, you know, from several of the chapters. But it just gives you a way um, to kind of figure out, okay, how do I share about this book in a way that's meaningful and impactful, but I'm not giving my entire book away on my website yeah, by talking well, about yeah, each chapter. Yeah, how do you write about it and not write about it? Like, yeah, I've always wondered that. How do you write? How do you how do you market the book by writing about the book without giving yeah. the whole book away? Because then people could well, just read it online. And if you do it on themes, then you kind of eliminate that category that or that issue, yeah. right? Because if you yeah. figure out, okay, okay, the first section of the book is really about this main theme, and then the second is this. Then you write about the theme, and you can reference, you know, in my book I talk about this in chapter or whatever. But you're not, you know like I said, giving the entire book away. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, the blog posts that you're writing are really designed to take that theme and talk to your reader about how to solve their problem, you know, the needs that they have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, once you have those four main themes, then it's really just breaking down um, what you need in terms of content. And I have this list, so don't feel like you have to scribble all this down. I'll send this to you in notes, okay? But okay. here's just an example of content that would, you know, need to be created. So like the website, you would obviously need your book cover image. Um, you could even do like a coming soon image you know, or the book is re-releasing on X date. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least um, links to where the book can be purchased. Okay, that's a typical website update, right? Um, the blog, you could write um, six blog posts total, kind of introducing the book. Um, and this is kind of a little bit like what you're doing in the automation series, except it's on the blog instead of the automation series, although some of them can cross over, just so you know. Because remember, not all people who come to your website are going to sign up for your newsletter. So it's okay if there's a little bit of repetitive information. Um, what I usually recommend is you have one blog post introducing, you know, why you wrote the book, you know, why you're passionate about it, who the book is for, kind of the prayer for the work and its impact, and in your case, why you're re-releasing it, right? Like for updates or, you know, just reference what you're, you've updated or whatever. Um, and then the blog post um, two, three, four, and five are those blog posts based on the themes that you've identified, okay. those four themes. And then the sixth one is basically an offer <laughs> that says, you know, if you order this book by the state or if you order it in this month, we'll give you whatever, you know, incentive items, bonus items, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, newsletter. You know, when you're writing your, your newsletters, I know you said you write a couple, sometimes you do kind of ad hoc newsletters. Um, in the newsletter, I often recommend sharing things like behind the scenes info from the book, right? So maybe you have deleted cheap chapters or sections, right? Or stories that didn't make it in. So those could be content, right? For a newsletter, um, 
it's not that it's not valuable to the overall book, but it's a little bit um, different perspective that they won't see in the book. Um, you could write about like how writing the book has changed you, you know, how the book is applying to your, your own life now versus when you wrote it, you know, the first time. Um, even thoughts on the book release process, right, um, which can be slightly overwhelming <laughs> to everybody involved, <laughs> right? Just, just showing vulnerability, transparency, and just your assurance that God will move through the work. Um, and then even, you know, if you have people that will agree to this, just interviewing pe- people you know, in your life or peers online or off about those book themes, right, and how that looks in their own lives. And so that sentence in particular is what I was talking about earlier when you were saying, you know, I'm going to reach out to these gals um, on, I think you said Humbled Homemaking. Is that the website? Yeah. Homemaker? Yes. This is what I'm talking about. You, you basically write to them and say, I have this book. This is the name and title. Um, here are a couple of um, ideas on what you could write on based on your audience. You know, would you be interested? And, and again, it kind of takes the obstacle out of the way unless I just literally don't have time, you know? Um, okay. And then you have like social media, obviously, like it's always a good idea to create social media content in advance, just because as you know, it can be kind of overwhelming trying to do stuff at the last minute. Um, so what I often recommend is per chapter, creating at least one image, like a shareable image or a video, okay. if you like to do videos. And by video, I mean like Facebook Live, like one or minute, whatever. Like it doesn't have to be a 30-minute teaching. And then at least least two statements about that chapter, right? So, um, again, I don't have the book in front of me, but the first chapter, you know, finding a sentence or two um, in that chapter that you think really reflect what the chapter is about, right? Um, And then that way when you're sharing about the book for a launch campaign or your launch team members are sharing about it, they're basically sharing little bite-sized pieces of the content with your image or your status update you're giving them. And they're linking back to kind of your book sales page, you know, either on Amazon or on your website to draw readers to you. But again, that's something that is often um, best done in advance because it just takes a little bit of time to do. Okay. Um, and then the, the one of the other pieces of content is figuring out um, if you want to do a pre-order. I mean, technically your book is already out, right? But if you wanted to do a, or in your case, it would be a bonus offer. You know, if you order this book by X date, you'll receive this item kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the, the key here, it's not required to do that. You don't have to offer a bonus or a pre-order offer. Um, it's just that people tend to respond a little bit better when they, they feel like they're getting perceived value, right? And so if you want to do a bonus offer, I would really think long and hard about what you already have available to you that created that we might be able to package, Right. And I usually recommend bonus offers being some sort of digital content because it's just way easier to deliver to people who order the book. Right. So if you have like a study guide or training videos or whatever, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. that's all something that can be set up, you know, in an email delivery program where they just need to enter their name and email address and they receive it. And then it's not like administratively overwhelming for you. Right. Right. Um, I always recommend last physical items because honestly, they're kind of a pain to deal with, right? So if you do jewelry or autograph copy of book or journals or cards or whatever, um, you always have to consider that that takes time and cost and shipping that usually you're responsible for. So I would defer to digital products first and versus physical products. Um, and then the last thing may, may not apply to you, but, you know, just hard copies. Like if you need banners for speaking events or flyers or postcards or anything like that, that's all content, you know, that you have to consider creating. Okay. Does all that make sense? Yeah. That's a lot. Okay. But ultimately you can well, I'll narrow. I'll probably have some questions, but I'll go back and re-listen to this. And I did write yeah. some notes down, but. You know, I'll look through your notes and then re-listen to this. And, yeah. Yeah. 
And like I said, you know, it, it really boils down to, you know, the needs of your readers that you, you think they need answered. It boils down to those themes. And then you take that information and you create your blog post, your newsletter, your social media updates. Does that make sense? So it's not mm-hmm. – I know this is a lot of talking, but it actually is, is not – too much content creation. It's kind of boiled down to, to some key areas. Um, and then once you do that, um, just making sure that when you're thinking through the timeline you have, and, it, and it, we'll talk about release date and all that again, because I know we're running into Christmas um, and you're moving and all that. So you've really got to think through, okay, how long is it realistically going to take me to do all this? You know, what, what flow do I need? Um, you know, how can I get this done in the time I have? Because I highly recommend getting all this done before we actually have the launch team started, just, okay. just to make it easier on everybody, right? Because when, I, when I'm having the launch team share items, um, I, I do ask them, oh, go share this image, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. – but I, but I try to send them mostly to your profiles to share from there um, versus okay. sharing it on their own. Um, there's a couple okay. reasons for that. Um, actually, the main reason is to reach an impact, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. It's much more, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's much more impactful for them to go and share from your author page a video you've created or a blog post or an image, adding their own comments or whatever, um, it helps you because it makes that item more visible um, to more people and it makes it more visible to their friends. And I usually instruct them to kind of like and comment and share on it, you know, just for a maximum impact. So if we have all the content created in advance, then it can be scheduled, you know, on your yep. Facebook or Twitter yep. or whatever. And then all I'm doing is kind of directing them to those different pieces yeah. of information. Yeah. And honestly, it makes it so much easier because I've done launch teams in the past where I used to manually post everything. Like I would say, uh-huh. okay, here's a tweet, you know, whatever, tweet it, or here's an image, yeah. copy and paste it. And the yeah. return, like people just don't, they want easy. They want like a click yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> of a button, mm-hmm. you know. So we've had much better reach and engagement from launch teams by sending them to your author page to share stuff versus, you know, making them download stuff and re-upload it and copy and, copy and paste stuff and all that. So anyway, that's why the oh, content that I, usually, yeah. Yeah, I usually recommend it kind of earlier in advance. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the content conversation. I'll send all this to you and you work on it. But I do want to, like when you're reading through this, kind of let me know how you're feeling from a time perspective. Okay. Because I know we talked about later in January. Yeah. But it it doesn't have to be in January. Right. So Mm -hmm. if if you're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know how my girl is done. (laughs) You know, it's fine. It's just that we need to be able to communicate accurately to people who are saying they're interested in the launch team when we're actually going to have them start doing anything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so if you're confident and cause I think we said the third week in January, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the date. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. I think it's I, yeah, my planner. If you would see my life right now, my planner is somewhere in the kitchen. I think we said like yeah. the 26th. Maybe something like that. That sounds okay. right. I'm sorry. I can't, yeah. I have it on my project plan. That's okay. I know. I know. So, I'm writing yeah. on scrap paper because I can't find my notebook. It's yeah, yeah. This is just one of those. I think no. I think I, I think it's doable. I really do. I just don't want to assume that because I know you have a lot of stuff going on. So my so only I, question. I mm-hmm. We settle on the 12th, so we have two weeks mm-hmm. till we settle. So things okay. are. Things are winding down here. Okay. I mean, we've got, like, every night this week, we've got people coming to pick up things they bought and that kind of stuff. But, you know, unlike moving from one house to another, we don't have to go unpack all this stuff. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, a lot of it's going in the storage shed, and then the stuff that's going in the camper is going to go in the camper. And I'll just un- I'll just unpack things little by little, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of it's going to go out of the kitchen cabinet in here and into the kitchen cabinet in there. So I'm only, I only really have probably about two weeks yet of this, like, life being upside down. Um, 
That's and, and it's weird because we're busy, but we're not like, you know, we, we have a lot of things to do, but it's not one of those, oh, my goodness, there's not enough hours in the day. And then once that settles down, then life will be basically back to normal. Um, okay, and so that good. would give us over a month. That gives me over a month from lunch because if settlement is the 12th, even if I need, let's say, that whole week after settlement, I'm mm-hmm. just so busy I can't help myself. Um, you still have a couple weeks. That still yeah. gives me over a month, you know, to, to get this stuff done. And, and I'm comfortable with the graphics, the quotes, um, even, you know, even the, um, doing, you know, Facebook live video. Now, the Facebook live video, is that something that I should just kind of figure out what I want to talk about, but I don't want to do them yet? I just want to figure out what I want to talk about. Okay. And then the blog posts are probably, I mean, quite honestly, when I look at at just what I wrote down here, the felt and expressed needs things, I'm going to need to pray through that. And then Mm -hmm. the blog posts um, are probably what I see as being like the biggest time consuming. Because when I write, I, I I get an idea and I either I need to sit down and I need to get it out of me or then I have a hard time getting it out of me. So the blog mm-hmm. posts I'll have to you know to get working on um, sure. now so that I can really get started on them. And then the, the bonus offer, um, yeah, I'm really kind of at a loss. I'm not at a loss. I don't want to say that, but I just I really don't know. I I, I oh, don't know what my but I don't have anything created. I mean I don't have any. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, like I haven't done any study guides. I haven't done. I I played around with doing an actual um. What do you want to call it? Like a devotional on this, mm-hmm. like like a thirty day devotional. But maybe just sitting here as I as I say that out loud, maybe what I could do is just do a condensed like seven day devotional as yeah. a bonus offer. Yeah. Um, you can. You can do, uh, oh gosh, what did you just say? Um, study guide, bonus like offer, that's fine. But you also, like what kind of con- coaching do you do again? Um, well, I do too. I do life, co- well, yeah, life coaching is really, I can't, I can't, I can't give away anything free with the finance coaching because I work for another company, but I can do the um, life coaching. Well, that's, yeah, that's my business. That's what I was um, concerned considering like you know if maybe maybe you could offer um, not not a free coaching call for everybody because that would be kind of <laughs> unmanageable wow. but remember wow. but remember not everybody actually signs up for it does that make sense yeah so so basically oh, you're yeah. saying if you pre-order and enter your or if you order and enter your name and email address here um you could do something like you you, you could be entered into a drawing to win whatever to consulting mm-hmm. calls, that sort of thing could be a bonus offer to where it's not really requiring you to create or write a bunch of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you, you were talking about a devotional. I mean, you could record the devotionals and deliver them via email versus writing out and formatting a whole devotional guide, right? So oh, there's, yeah. just, mm-hmm. there's ways to do it where it's not so, if you like recording stuff, but there's, yeah. there's ways to do it where it's not quite so you know, overwhelming mm-hmm. um, that still gives, you know, added value, but doesn't put you kind of in a situation, you know, um, I'm about to do a, a, la- a pre-sell launch for a course um, that I'm, that's actually going to be ready in this, on December 20th. So you'll probably mm-hmm. get the email. So you'll see how I do this. But basically, <laughs> yeah, basically what I'm doing is as, as I'm offering people on my email list and in my Facebook group, um, a couple of options. So basically, they can if they purchase the course now, they'll get like a, they'll get like thirty dollars off, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Or they can purchase it for on behalf of someone, like a gift certificate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's kind of my my bonus. If you order it in okay. this time period, you're going to get thirty dollars off the price, and that's okay for me, right? Because um, mm-hmm. I'm not so much invested in, it, it's not really an income thing for me, if that makes sense, this particular course. Yeah. Yeah. It's more about um, building a little bit of an audience reach, right? But like one of the options is going to be, you know, and for this price, you could get a, a coaching call with me, right? Mm-hmm. And so, again, I'm not releasing a book, it's a course, but I'm just kind of giving them a little bit added value. Either you can get a discount, yeah. you know. Or you can purchase this for a friend, 
kind of thing mm-hmm. at a discount for a certain amount of time. And then when it officially launches, um, the bonus is going to change to the first, um, I think it's 25 orders, they're going to receive this book, you know, this supplemental book. So that's kind of how I've done it. And, you know, honestly, I had the books already. I ordered them like eight months ago for something different Mm -hmm. and didn't use them. So for me, I was like, okay, what can I offer as a bonus? Oh, these books. (laughs) So that's what I'm talking about. Like, like just kind of think through, you know, what you can offer that's not super time mm-hmm. intensive for you. It's really okay. bottom line. Yeah, I like that. I like the recorded thing or, yeah, mm-hmm. even even like life coaching or, you know, yeah, participate in like a group call somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, like if I, there's anybody you can collaborate with, I mean, I don't know. If she, I don't think Shannon donates books. I think she makes people buy them. But she might have, um, you know, like a bulk order pricing where you could order X number of her books and offer that as a bonus. The first, however many people will get my book and this book, right? So those, Mm -hmm. then of course you have to deal with shipping and all that. So just, just throwing out some ideas. But if you do, like you said, if you do like the first 25, then you just have 25 envelopes ready with books in them pre-labeled, pre with return addresses and you just slap their mailing address on. I mean, you could make that. It's like you said, if you do 25, then you're, you're, you're limited to your to your work and your postage. So that's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to do, like you said, I wouldn't want to say, oh, everybody that orders, and what if you get, I mean, it'd be a blessing to get 500 orders, but then you're yeah. trying to yeah. send out 500 books. But yeah, 25 or something like that is not a bad idea. Yeah. And and like for me, I honestly, my first iteration of this course launch is I was going to offer the course or, and if, if X number of people purchased, they would get a coaching session. And my husband actually talked me out of that. He was like, Lindsay, he's like, I love you, but your schedule's a little crazy. So <laughs> he, he was like, how, how, he's like, how are you going to do this? And I was like, I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So, so we won't see mommy next three weeks. Right. So I basically <laughs> wasn't following my own strategy, and he actually sat me down, yeah. and he's like, you can't. That's ridiculous. You can't do that. Yeah. So it's not funny how you, I, can, like, you can see it in somebody else, but yet when you're trying to yeah. do your own thing, you're like, oh, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. 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 And so so instead of offering it as a bonus, it's a, it's an option. There's now two options to purchase, just the course or the course mm. plus the sessions, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. charging extra, um, but it's not very right. much. So all to yeah. say, you know, we all kind of have to take a step back and think through, okay, what is it that we could do <laughs> that would really add value, you know, to our audience? Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. Now we have a okay. call scheduled on December 15th. So um, I'll send you the notes probably tomorrow, <laughs> the way my computer okay. is acting. It's been frozen for yeah. the last 32 minutes. Um, so just kind of, it's okay. I have a new one coming. I'm so excited. And we actually, we got a, a refurbished um, MacBook Pro because I use Mac. Okay. I, I don't like okay. Windows. Um, and so this computer that I have now, I have literally had almost eight years. My wow. my I, My desktop. Yeah, and I have had to replace the hard drive twice, so that's like six hundred dollars wow. in that eight years. So the fact that my computer is just now freaking out is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and we true. were able, I know, we were able to get a 2015 Mac laptop, which is really good for me because I've been traveling a lot more for conferences and stuff like that. Um, and then I had a friend who had a discount. I was like, oh. So it's still crazy expensive because Macs are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. But in, yeah. in the time frame that I've had my computer, my kids have had like 12 Windows laptops that have broken. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm never going back. Yeah. So anyway. Hey, I, you I, know, I, I bought a refurbished. I, I bought my last two laptops have been refurbished. Yeah. And it was one well, of those like, leap of faith things like, oh, my goodness, I'm buying something that's used. And, it's, of course, like you said, it's still a lot of money, but I've, I've had great – in fact, I would probably still have the first one, but it fell off of um, the end table, and it yeah. broke the prongs where you plug it into the motherboard. Oh, and I took no. it to have it fixed. Yeah, I took it to have it fixed, but he said, you can't, they're so small you can't solder them. So oh. I have a perfectly good paperweight. 
is what I ended yeah. up with. And I was so disappointed because I loved that laptop. And like you said, it, it was a great laptop and, you know, but, yeah, refurbished. I don't know that I'll ever, especially when you can buy them when they still have some type of a warranty, mm-hmm. even if it's just for 90 days. Well, I don't know that I'll ever buy a brand spanking new. Yeah, Apple comes, the, the refurbished ones already come with a year, and we extended it to three years. So Okay. So, uh, that's yeah, pretty yeah. darn, so you, can't lose. you know. I know. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's it's um, from October of last year, so it's really just a year old, which is good. Yeah. The problem with yeah. Apple, Apple devices is every time they upgrade everything, like the older your device is, the less likely it is to actually work right. <laughs> right? With the updates. Yeah. yeah, with the updates. So that's kind of the mm-hmm. issue I think my computer is having is it just doesn't have the ability to keep up anymore. But yeah. anyway, um, I'll get that tomorrow, which I'm super excited about. Good. And then so we have a call on the 15th. Yep. Huh? So what are we – so we're thinking – when are we thinking that the launch sheet will actually start, like, formulating well, the launch sheet? that's what we'll talk about on, on the 15th. Like, if you feel okay. confident on the 15th that you're good – um, it, it, again, we talked a little bit about this because of Christmas, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we'll keep um, inviting people in. And what I will probably do, um, especially if the book is, is coming out at the end of January, is I would then kind of invite people into the launch team around that time mm-hmm. period with the okay. understanding that all we're asking them to do at the end of December is read the book. Right, the PD, the physical copy, PDF, whatever, um, you know, as they're on vacation or whatever, and then we would have them actively start sharing about the book in January. Okay. On social media. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. 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 So I'll get all the setup stuff done on the back end for that between now and the next time oh. we talk, um, and right. in, in that way, I can have them. And really, what I usually do is I put them in a Facebook group, and we just kind of have community questions. And um, uh-huh. so I'll, I'll I'll say, hey, chapter one, da 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 da. What did you think about that kind of thing? Just to kind of keep yeah. them active yeah. and engaged. And I mm-hmm. often ask them to share like an image or a tweet or something in the in the first couple of weeks. But it's not really intensive, if that makes sense. It's just kind of like as you're reading, share yeah. your favorite. Quote, you know, make sure you like Danielle's pages. Make sure you're telling people about Danielle, that kind of thing. But in January is when we really start directing them to all the content on your page to share. Should I, I'm sorry, I was writing stuff down. You might have already said this. Should I mail them out their books a while? Should you what? I'm sorry? Should I mail out books to the launch team members a while or wait? Um... Hold on, let me look at the calendar. The people on the spreadsheet, you you said they have said yes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Join yeah, I have I have seventeen peer influencers. Well, let me rephrase that. I had seventeen people that I got. Um some of them I put under the peer influencer and some of them I put under blogger just because yeah. I know they're bloggers and they're gonna you know yeah. they said I'll write a story. I would wait until kind of that week that we talked to mail out the books. Because okay. remember we want okay. them to kind of and you can do it in the beginning of the week if you're confident that you'll be able to get all the content done. And then that way, you know, by the, by the time we kind of put them in the group and message them on that Friday, you know, they should have the book already so they can start reading. Yeah, okay, okay. And that also gives us time to build that list, right? So mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to um, – I can't remember. Did you ask for their mailing addresses? You know what? I know. I don't know why. I don't know why, but no, I didn't. Okay. I, so, uh, I, think, no, it's okay. I think I did because we were thinking, like, I wasn't sure how many books I was going to mail out. But, yeah. yeah. So just make sure the people that have said yes, you get their mailing information so you can kind of mm-hmm. do it all at once. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, like I said, I'll send you out um, – the notes again probably tomorrow since my computer has shut down again. Sorry. <laughs> and and then we'll just oh, get there. Okay. All right, good. All right, wonderful. So I have I did write some notes but I'll wait for yours and then I will get started on uh, making some videos and stuff or not videos, but um 
notes for videos and getting that out. And I, I really got to think through this whole felt needs thing. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, for so. now, just finish the automation part. Like, don't get too – like, try to finish what, what's already out there okay. so that you can kind okay. of move on when you get the notes. So try to finish the automation email. Yeah. Send, me, send it to me if you want me to review it, that sort of thing. Um, okay. And then you could first, um, like – like you could even look at the the book chapters first and see if you can figure out a theme, um, and then go back and try to do the felt need and express needs if you need to, based on that. Okay. So like maybe it would help you to kind of look at the things and go, okay, if I'm talking about I don't know, I have no idea, modesty with teenagers, yeah. you know, what would be some concerns their mothers would have? you know, mm-hmm. or what, what would be some of the situations those girls are facing, you know, and, and how do I help them address it with this book, that sort of thing. That might help you a little bit if you do it backwards. All right. Okay. All right, yes, I will get automation done first. I know I have a tendency to want to just go forward and not finish. Well, and it's not bad. It's just that, you know, remember part of what we're going to be doing once you get all the content is then we're going to be working on trying to invite people to your newsletter. So you want to make sure that they're, you know, being um, cared for um, before we do heavy – because doing the actual launch itself can be a little bit – like it takes attention, right? And so if you know that new subscribers are already getting kind of this welcome series and being introduced to – you in the book. Yeah, yeah. That, they feel like they're getting TLC even though it's already been set up. Yeah. And that way you're not scrambling at the last minute trying to educate them about something that's already set mm-hmm. set in place or set in motion. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Well, you have All a right, great rest of your day. Thanks for your patience with my crazy computer oh, issues. I know how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk to you in December. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.